we are going to be talking live here in just a second with Mr. Kevin Kurgel. Kevin, can you hear me? Oh, I can hear you loud and clear, yes. Perfect. Well, welcome to Polkas After Dark, and thanks for taking the time away from family to hang out with me this evening. Normally, Jerry is here, too, but she uh, is flying back. She visited her mom uh, down in North Carolina this weekend, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and she flies back today. But we've got a lot of great people here. Hey, Sue Howard says hello. Oh, yeah, I see. Oh, Sue, we, we also go back a long way with Sue as well. <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, there are so many questions that I have to <laughs> ask you, but it's because uh, you played with Jan Simon in the musical airs. Yes. Uh, I had a chance to uh, do a stint with you guys, too. As a matter of fact, it was a lot of fun. But yes. uh, let's go ahead and kind of start things off traditionally the way I always do, Kevin. And that is, uh, what is your checking routing number? If you could give me that first yeah, of all. Yes, it's uh, it's 77 as in 77 Waltz Avenue. Oh, gosh. Now you're bringing Remember it back, that, aren't you? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Club 77. Jeez. Yes. Hey, what age did you hear your first polka, Kevin? Oh, God. Probably as far back as I can remember, I would say four or five years old. And I think my first exposure to, I would say, somewhat pseudo-polka music would have been Myron Florin on the Lawrence Welk Show, which has kind of been my, that was kind of my inspiration to play accordion, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Um, And uh, then, you know, obviously I have two older brothers who had various uh, bands uh, when they were starting out. So I was always exposed to it from a younger age. So uh, but yeah, I think going back to like when I was four years old is probably uh, the earliest that I can remember l- listening and knowing what a polka was. Wow, that is great. Holy smokes. And now you're bringing it back with Lawrence Welk, Myron Florin. Boy, that, uh, you know, I got a chance to see Myron Florin at one of the Catskill locations entertaining with Jimmy Stir. Uh, oh, gosh. I mean, this has to be going way, way back. But did you ever get a chance to see him live? No, unfortunately, I never did. So, uh, you know, I, I wish I would have because to me that would have been like the epitome of my uh, polka career or music yeah. career. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, I never got the opportunity. But, uh, you know, I still watch some of the reruns that are on PBS and oh, yeah. look back finally knowing that that was one of the reasons why I decided to play the accordion. Beautiful. Now, besides accordion, what other instruments do you play, Kev? Um, well, I also play bass guitar, um, self-taught on bass, you know, just kind of a hack on bass. Uh, and then I do play keyboards, obviously. Uh, so that, that's pretty much it. Although uh, not many people know this, but I originally started out taking lessons, only a couple lessons uh, on trumpet. Uh, but because I really still had that love for the accordion, um, I decided, you know, I wanted to go with accordion, wasn't feeling trumpet, although I'm, I kind of regret that now a little bit because I think I could be like you, Rob, and I could have played both. But uh, unfortunately, I never went that route. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's been, uh, as they say, all, uh, you know, downhill from there. Well, Kevin, it is never too late to pick up an instrument. I always wanted to play sax and clarinet. Guess what? That never happened either. So I feel your pain. But, hey, you could always pick up a trumpet and start to start to tinker. Now, you'd mentioned that you grew up with two older musicians in the family. And that, right. of course, is Nigel and Mike. 
And we've had Nigel on uh, shortly after his induction into the IPA. And we've got to get a chance to get a hold of uh, Mike and bring him on. We can talk about the focus days and something that I want to bring to light right now. And that yes. is the Skylarks. Oh, yes. Tell us about a little bit about the Skylarks for those who don't know the band. Right. So the Skylarks, they were a local Buffalo band uh, headed up by Val Bukowski and his brothers, uh, Al and Terry. And my brother Mike happened to be playing drums with them. And this was in 1982. I had just graduated eighth grade. They played my eighth grade graduation. Um, and I you know, went up and played a couple of tunes. And before I know it, they were like, hey, why don't you join the band? Uh, so there I was, you know, 12 or 13 years old playing with a, a bunch of guys who were uh, pro- probably had in many cases, you know, 10 or 20 years on me. Wow. Um, and that's really where I where I, I got my start in polka music. So I have to thank them. I know Barb and Al are, are out there tonight. Yeah. Uh, but th- those are the people that got me started in polka music. Uh, it was nice being able to perform, obviously, with my brother and that uh, my, my parents were comfortable with me doing that because uh, Mike was there. So they felt that, uh, you know, I wasn't going to get into trouble, although they probably don't really know the half of it, but uh, nevertheless, it, it was, uh, it was because of playing with the Skylarks. And, you know, we, uh, we did some, we did some interesting things. We went to Poland, we backed up happy Louie in Poland yep. uh, and we met some, some great people along the way um, as, as uh, you know, performing as the Skylarks. So uh, again, a, a great big gratitude, uh, a, a debt of gratitude to the Bukowskis because if it wasn't for them, uh, I probably wouldn't have gotten my start in polka music or not as early as I did. Well, it's not only Big Al and Barb that are tuned in, but also that guy that you mentioned, that Val guy. He's also yeah, tuned see, in. I see that. So, <laughs> I, you know, I never know with Val. He could be doing something sneaky behind the scenes right now. <laughs> oh, boy. So tell me, some. I know some of the bands that you've recorded with. You've uh, performed and recorded with the Dynatones. You recorded Correct. a couple of LPs with them. Uh, you also yes. did some stuff with Jolly Rich, uh, Freddie yes. Kay, uh, Polka Family, of course. You had a, a couple of recordings with them. And first of all, let's let's start with the band that you went to after the Skylarks. Who was that? Yes. Uh, I actually went to the Dynatones. So um, that was, I think it was 1987, if memory serves me correctly. And not long after that, we recorded uh, Power of Ten. That was a time when uh, the Dynatones took a a little hiatus. You you were with the band at the time. I think it was 84. They took a few years off and 87 was the reemergence of the band. And um, again, I, you know, they asked me to play. And again, another opportunity that uh, that really, I think, helped pave the way for me with additional opportunities in polka music. Man, that's great. And then who did you go to after that? What band did you play with? So, so quite ironically, now, this is, if you, so when you look at, this doesn't happen kind of, it doesn't happen on purpose, but when you look at, back at my polka career, I typically had followed Al Piakowski. So he was playing with the Dynatones. They broke up. Okay. I go play with the Dynatones. The next band after that, he went to go play at the Brassworks. I leave the Dynatones, moved to New Jersey. I ended up playing with the Brass Works. Um, and then when I went to play with Freddie Kay, again, I'm replacing Al Piakowski. Oh, um, wow. Not that I'm anywhere near the level of accordion player that he is. Um, and so it was always a challenge for me to, to follow Al, but it kind of seemed to work out that way for the first few uh, moves that I made after uh, leaving Buffalo. And uh, I, I, again, I don't think people like kind of look at that and realize that, but I always said, like, wow, I'm, I'm the guy who... Uh, ended up replacing Al, so to me, I always felt, you know, a very close bond to Al Piakowski. Nice, and don't ever underestimate your playing 
uh, abilities, Kevin, because I've heard you on stage. Now I'm going to take you way back. Yes. Are you going to be ready for this? Yes. We might be thinking about the same thing, but uh, okay. Bet you we are. Does it start with an E? Uh, no, I was thinking, no, it doesn't. So let, let me see where you're going to go with okay. this. Okay. I'm going to go with the explodatones. Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I knew you were going to mention that as well. Yes. We, we unfortunately never got that band off the ground. No. I, I guess it, it imploded before it exploded, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. You might want to tell the people what we were thinking about doing in Buffalo at the time. Well, let's see here was, uh, your two brothers, yourself, Val Bukowski. We had scotch. And he's yes. chillis. And uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. Was Dave Magoo part? I think, I think Dave Clemens was part of that, too, if I remember. No, I think it was uh, Dave Maguda, actually. Or, or Dave Maguda, right. Because there were a couple. We had, I think we had a couple iterations of the band. Like, starting out, we were starting, and some guys were interested. We practiced, and then, you know, other guys came in. And, yes. Um, but, yeah, the Exploded Tones never took off. Never and got off. And, and what better band for Val Bukowski to play with than a band called the Explosives, right? <laughs> Isn't that for sure? Holy smokes. All right. So now let's go with your uh, following Al Pietkowski. Where did you end up after Freddie K? Uh, so after Freddie K, um, I ended up playing with, uh, I did, uh, I was doing some fill-in work with Chuck Pendrack out of Philadelphia. And that was a little different for me because that was a little bit more Eastern style. Um, and then I ended up uh, playing with um, Rhythm and Sound. Actually, did I, oh. re I probably reversed that, but uh, no, I actually played with Rhythm and Sound first and then I went to Freddie K. So okay. yeah, I, I was playing with Chuck. I went to Rhythm and Sound and, and then I went to Freddie K after that. And I think it was 1995 uh, after Al left to go play with the beat uh, around that time frame. Now, who was with Rhythm and Sound at the time you were playing with them? Yeah, so uh, it was uh, Frank Borzomowski was uh, obviously the, the, the vocalist and sax player with the band we had. Uh, Stan Reichick from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on drums. Bobby Saharsky on bass. They were actually two guys who were uh, mainstays in, in the Chuck Pendrack Orchestra. Uh, so that's kind of how I got to know them and ended up going to Rhythm and Sound uh, from filling in with Chuck. Uh, then we had Joey Osuch on trumpet and um, I'm trying to think who, oh, we had uh, Dave Bonnock on accordion originally, oh, wow. uh, a young guy from uh, Baltimore. So that was the uh, original members of um, Rhythm and Sound. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, what other bands have you worked with or recorded with? Um, yeah, um, so I also recorded uh, with a, a local band here in New Jersey called Mike Nimitz and the Variety Band. Um, I actually recorded bass guitar on that, uh, oh, Stars okay. and Stripes CD. Um, and I said I'm self-taught on bass guitar. I think I taught myself to play bass maybe six months before that recording came wow. out. Um, so the reference tracks were very rough, uh, but we recorded that with uh, Hank Savage, and I obviously had time to... As, as we recorded that CD, kind of honed my bass skills a little bit more. But, uh, you know, it, it was uh, it was interesting for me to do something different than um, accordion. So I was able to also record piano on that, which was nice because playing bass and piano, I was able to to match the uh, left hand of the piano very nicely to the bass. But uh, wow. that was uh, that was uh, an interesting recording for me. Nice. Uh, and then ahead. I also, obviously, you mentioned I recorded with Polka Family. Yes. Uh, we did those two uh, CDs, uh, Let's Go Polka Dancing 2008, uh, and also uh, Hungry for More. Uh, it, I, I like the fact that you played Grai Wops the Grai at, at the top of the show because not many people, you know, I always like to share stories about the recordings. Yeah, please. Not many people noticed when we were recording. Um, first of all, that was 
the first CD that uh, I recorded, Boca Family, where the whole band was recording together. A lot of times we would just have uh, the, the CD previous to that, Greg recorded the drum tracks, and then we all went in and did our separate parts. But the whole band recorded, and initially, Grai Wapsa Grai, we were going to record that in the style of Happy Louie. And oh, okay. for some reason, Hank Kosevich at the last minute said, you know what, let's just try this regular. Because he goes, I think it's going to have a really snappy beat to it. And uh, we recorded that. We were playing the night before in Johnstown, Pennsylvania on the, on the Saturday. Uh, it was the first Saturday in June of 2008. We went uh, over to Hank's house, recorded it. And it was just, that was, that was, if you would ask me what CD I'm most proud of, probably that one. Because I felt that we were just firing on all cylinders when we recorded that. And we, there was just such a great energy having yeah. the whole band play together. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true too. And Val Bukowski chimed in again. He says, uh, he thought that one of the band's, uh, creations name was toys T O Y Z. And I do remember that as well. So like you said, there were a couple of different variations of the yes. exploded tones. And I think that's, uh, that's kind of something that, that, we ended up uh doing now yes. you played you played a lot in buffalo you played oh gosh uh north tonawanda the mvets post with the skylarks yeah. uh right tell me about some of the gigs with the skylarks because i'm sure you have some memorable stories about that and please keep it clean <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'll keep it clean. So, uh, so uh, again, I, I the playing with the Skylarks that was my first uh, experience being on the road playing the uh, the infamous and, and no longer in existence Brook State Inn uh, oh, yeah. out there in uh, the Cleveland Ohio area. And you know, Brook State we used to play Friday and Saturday, so that was the first time uh, I ever got the, a chance to go on the road. Uh, we also played Erie Polka Days when it was at Waldemere Park, which again. For, I, I always think that the younger kids missed out because oh. that festival, again, you know, you could walk around the, the, the entire ballroom and probably uh, get, you know, drunk two or three times over. Uh, everybody with the cherries and the coolers. And it was, yes. you know, it was a, a, as you know, bring your own bottles. So, I mean, you don't find that at the festival now, so you can only imagine. But um, <laughs> those are some of the places I remember. As I said, I went to Poland with, with the Skylarks. Uh, and we played a lot of places. One place that comes to mind, and, and Val will laugh about this, one Dingus Day, we played a, a lounge called Leo's Lounge in Clarence, New York. I don't know if the place is still in existence, but wow. they took Dingus Day and the squirt guns to a new level. Uh -oh. uh, at the end of the night, they were literally throwing buckets of water around, and we had to get the <laughs> hell out of there because we were either going we were either going to be electrocuted or our instruments were going to be ruined. Um, and I'm sure Val remembers that. But it, I'm telling you, it, it was crazy. And, and again, I was probably all of like 16 or 17 year old, years old. And I'm like, <laughs> what did I get myself into here? This is crazy. But, uh, it, it, you know, I remember it's like some of those things pop into your mind at weird times, too. So, yeah, that's uh, yeah so some of the, the memories I made. And another one was I always remember too playing the Buffalo Poker Booster picnics back in the day when they had about 12 bands and each band played an hour. Yes. Uh, everybody donated their time. And, and they had um, like that was 400 to 600 people that showed up. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And as members of, of Buffalo Polka Boosters, we also used to take turns pouring beer and cooking the hamburgers and stuff. So oh, it was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Holy smokes. Hey, do you have a favorite genre of music, Kevin, that you listen to when you're not listening to polkas? Um, you know, I kind of like a, a little bit of everything, but I think if I were to nail it down, um, I would say I'm a big fan, and it probably comes as no surprise, uh, bluegrass music. I do like to listen to bluegrass and country. Yeah. Uh, but but I like to, uh, I recently started getting into a little bit into classical music because uh, my daughter-in-law plays uh, viola in, in a local orchestra, and 
I got the opportunity to see um, her, uh, one of her performances. And uh, I really started to like just isolate the music in my mind when I was at the concert. And I'm like, wow, this is really relaxing and really good to hear what some of these classical composers put together. It gives you a whole new appreciation of music in general. Um, you know, sometimes the polkas, we go up on stage and we all play and we, we sometimes forget about the dynamics, right? Or that yes. each of us really has their own part. I mean, that's something that Hank Savage taught me is like, hey, we all have our own part here. Even though we're one unit, you know, six guys, like there's times when you have to play quieter. There's times when the vocal needs to punch. There's times when you can hit that off chord. Yeah. Um, and I think like I got more of appreciation for that with classical music as well. Oh, nice. Nice. Now, is that Brian's missus? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. So Brian, yeah, Brian's been married a little bit more than a year now. Just uh, Brian right. and Erica celebrated their uh, first anniversary in November. Well, congratulations. I had the pleasure of being part of one of his jam bands over at the USPA one year in Cleveland, yes. Ohio. And that was a lot of fun. And talk about talent. You know, he must have gotten something from dad. Uh, but now I also want to make mention here, your missus used to perform, and I don't know if a lot of people know that or not, uh, Maureen. Probably not. Yeah, Maureen had played, and tell us uh, just briefly a little bit about what she did. Sure. So um, Maureen, the former Maureen Stolars, performed yeah. with a band out of New Jersey with her brother and sister uh, called the Polka Shamrocks. Uh, yeah. they're, they're half Irish and they're half Polish, so that's where the name came from. And uh, they, you know, had a pretty good following here uh, in New Jersey. As a, matter, as a matter of fact, I still get people coming up to me like, hey, are they ever going to get back together again? Are they going to do a reunion? And uh, the answer to that is no, they're not. So actually, Brian and I were kind of toying around thinking that maybe we should do a, a Polka Shamrocks tribute band at some point um, just oh. for, sh uh, for giggles. I'll yeah. say, excuse yep. me, I almost, almost used a, no, a bad no, word the, there. But, the uh, S-H-I-T-Z, uh, we've, yes, we've right, used that yes, a lot, exactly. as a matter of fact. Um, yeah, exactly. But just to do something uh, to, to honor their contribution to polka music. So you might you might see that coming up in a couple of years, but oh, wow. uh, nothing, nothing um, you know, definite on that yet. That would be nice. We'll give Maureen our best uh, when you see her. I sure will. And uh, let's see. And also Brian and his missus. Now, yes. let's see. Do you know how to speak Polish? Because I know you sing Polish. Um, no, not really. Um, I, I know a little bit in Polish. My, my, uh, my parents both spoke Polish, so they were usually the go-to if I needed to know how to uh, pronounce a word. Uh, I mean, nowadays it's easy because you just go to an app on the phone. But, yeah. uh, you know, back then it was like, hey, mom, how do you say this? Or what, what does this, you know, um, uh, accent mark mean? And how do you pronounce it? So that's pretty much how I, uh, how I did that. Uh, I appreciate that because I, I often thought my Polish was horrible, but uh, I went to Poland uh, last year. Morning, I went to Poland with John Gouda, so I survived that. So I guess if I was able to do that, I, I can at least get by in Poland. Wow. Uh, at least I can ask for a beer and you know some kielbasa. Now, did you perform with Gouda out there, or did you guys just go just to hang out? You and Maureen? well, we we um we just we just went, but John, you know, always carries an accordion with him. He always has instruments with him. Like you know, John yes. Gouda can pull out stuff out of his hat at yes. any, any moment, right? So uh, and Eddie Foreman was there too so eddie had an accordion and uh, i ended up playing a few days it was it was funny we were playing we played a couple things just just acoustically right and we were in zakopane and uh, he's like oh yeah let's get together and play and he's like uh, oh a guy's gonna be dropping uh, dropping off a drum set well the guy drops off the drum set and also 
pulls in with a bass amp, hooks up the bass amp. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, oh man, this guy's not going to know our poke. It's like, he's not going to know anything. We start playing. He's like, he's hitting everything. Like he's right on it. And I'm like, wow. dude, how did you learn this stuff? He's like, oh, I grew up in Canada. My wife is from Poland, but uh, he's like, I grew up with polkas and oh. you know, I, I heard all the Buffalo polka shows and stuff. So it was pretty neat. Um, you know, cause you never know. And, and then just some of the bands out there that we saw, um, the more traditional stuff. I mean, there was this one lady who was playing upright bass and she was probably all five feet tall, very small hands. She was nailing that upright bass and some of the chords, Robin, that she played would send uh, shivers down your spine. I mean, honestly, you, I was sitting there listening and I'm like, wow, I got to remember that because those those chord progressions she's playing are awesome. Oh, um, so that was that was really a great time. And, and I would recommend to anybody. I know a lot of people run trips to um, Poland, but if you get the opportunity to go with John, you will not be disappointed. Well, I have heard that from a lot of people, and, uh, you know, I got to get John back on here at some point. We interviewed him uh, probably during the COVID area, so it was around uh, 2020 when we first started doing the interviews, and yeah, I, I understand, and I totally can believe that John is a class act with his music, so he's got to be a class act with his tours that he runs uh, to Poland and so on. And, uh, told Jerry, yeah. I says at some point her and I have to make, make, uh, arrangements to do that. Uh, Absolutely. That's, that's on our bucket list. That's for sure. So, hey, so Robin, yes. uh, Robin, I do have to mention this because again, uh, probably something that not mo- most people know, but one of the guys that, uh, helped me with accordion lessons was you. If you remember, um, Back at the old uh, Polka Studio, 1763 Clinton Street, oh. uh, the old uh, record store that Scrubby and Nigel ran. Yes. Uh, a couple times we used to sit around with the accordions, and <laughs> you used to show me a lot of different runs on accordions. So uh, I don't know if I've ever like thanked you for that, but I do owe you uh, oh, something geez. for that because you also you also helped me out. Uh, and taught me a lot of things that I still use to this day, believe it or not. Oh, gosh. Well, I thank you so much. That's those uh, fist chords that I used to play, right? Is that what you're yes, talking about? exactly. <laughs> yep, and, and how you cross the fingers over and all yeah, that stuff. Exactly. Yes, so, Crossing uh, fingers absolutely. to make sure that you do get through the next part. Hey, what record? And thank you for that, Kevin. Thank you. Yes. Uh, what recording studios have you recorded in? Now, I know Hank has his own thing set up and does a remarkable job with engineering as well as uh, as mixing, and then he sends a lot of stuff down to Mr. Gary Ramey, which a lot of people do. But tell right. me, tell me, what uh, studios have you recorded in with the other bands? Yeah, so uh, primarily it was uh, either uh, Square Studios, which again, unfortunately, is no longer there, and, and yeah. uh, may Paul Square rest in peace. Um, but the, and the original Squire Studios, where you did your first uh, um, uh, solo project, which I believe you also used uh, my accordion on. I did. Uh, you Sonic are correct. Um, I also recorded at Peppermint Productions, and um, and then just with Hank. So believe it or not, only those studios. Um, some of um, the, the the Polka Family recordings were actually recorded in my basement when I lived in Bloomfield, New Jersey, too. So a lot of oh, it really? we started out at Hank's house, and uh, it was kind of like a central point for everybody meeting. So um, we yeah we recorded a lot of those parts in the basement, and uh, so I kind of say it was uh, you know I was part of uh, my that old house is part of Polka history as well. Not wow. only the Shamrocks, but also uh, Polka Family as well. Yeah. Oh, cool. Hey. A favorite band that you never had the opportunity to perform with or play in, but you always wanted to, past or present, and it doesn't necessarily need to be a polka band. 
Um, well, no, it, well, it would. I think it would be there would be two bands. So from a polka perspective, uh, I would have loved to play with the Tones. I think um, they were. I, I played them on my show a couple of weeks ago, and I said, you know, they were probably one of what I would consider polka music's first really innovative bands. Oh yeah. Uh, not taking anything away from anybody else, but nope. um, I, I just love. I love Roger Malinowski's drum playing. Oh. And um, when I was on a cruise a couple of years ago, I got the chance to fill in uh, on stage with Roger, which was again another highlight of my career but definitely the tones i think um and then from a just a regular musical genre perspective even though you know they don't have an accordion or anything but uh rush i, I think again rush from canada was a oh. phenomenal band and uh, you know obviously neil pert was a, a phenomenal drummer to play with a drummer like that oh, nice. um you know he would it would have been like playing like with you like like honestly and i, I don't say that jokingly i think um if i if i were to say if you ask me who my top five drummers are uh, I'm not going to give them in any order, but I will just say you're in that on that list. So well, thank you. Um, it's been it's always been a pleasure like performing with you, um, and you know we just had so much fun together on the road, packed with Jan oh, Simon oh. and some of the things that we did and went through. I I don't know, Robin, if you remember, we were playing with Jan Simon, and this is a clean story. We um we went I think we were playing in Massachusetts, and we went out to eat. And you convinced us to pay for an old lady's dinner who was sitting there having dinner by herself. Yes. I don't know if yes. you remember that. And I, I do like that. that's still like young and impressionable. And I remember that to this day. And I'm like, wow. you know what? That like those are the things that you know you want to walk away with from polka music. You know, you, you have the fun and you have the, the hijinks and all that stuff that you do. Um, but like I was like, that was really cool that Robin suggested that. We all did that. And I think they made the ladies night. Well, you know what's funny is Jerry and I do that to this day. If we go out to eat, we will pick an individual that is elderly and we will notify the server that we are going to purchase uh, their meal. And a lot of times Jerry and I will just kind of disappear and right. we don't, uh, you know, we don't do anything. But we did get nailed one time over at a favorite yeah. place that we love to go and that's the Olive Garden here in, oh, okay. uh, here in the uh, Hamburg Blaisdale area. But we did get nailed because the guy, as he was walking out, he passed us and he said, you guys bought my meal, didn't you? And, huh. you know, we, we said yes. And he was just so happy and so ecstatic. And, and it, it does. It brings a tear to your eye when you do something like that. But I think people need to do it. It's not the pay it forward thing. Okay. No. It's, no. it's not, not anything like that. Uh, but the the paying forward stuff is is one thing but this is just and, and it's not even when it's a holiday you know sometimes you want to do right. it because it's a holiday but just to be able to do it we go out in the summertime or the springtime and we'll have dinner and we'll just take a look around and jerry will say hey take a look over there and i'll say yeah okay or i'll do the same thing i'll say well, what do you think she'll say yep let's just do it and yep. it's no, that's beautiful and it is. It's very meaningful uh, to go to sleep at night and say, hey, you know, you did something like that. So thank you for yeah, mentioning Maureen, that, too. Gosh, I can't no, believe it. No, it just, it just always left a memory. And, and, you know, Maureen and I also do that once in a while with veterans. If we see a oh. vet uh, at a diner or uh, somebody who is currently serving, if they have their, you know, their uh, uniform on, we will pay for it. And the same thing, we try to, like, just oh. get out of there and not make a big thing about it. Because, again, they're serving our country. I know we have, like... Yes. You know, Barbukowski's listening today. She's served our country, yes. and now she's serving. She's serving her community as a council person. So yeah. um, it's amazing. There's so many good people out there that sometimes just you know need a little uh, little uh, uplift to uh, make their life a little bit better. And if it means just spending a couple bucks on them, it, it's 
really worth it. And I will say this too real quick because you just jogged my memory about, uh, uh, it was pre-COVID, so probably about 17 or 18, 2017, 2018, uh, Jerry and I I were at a hobby store and she had to pick up some stuff and there was an elderly gentleman that was uh, behind me and I said, well, why don't you go ahead? And he was purchasing a model of a plane. And I said, mm-hmm. uh, are you going, uh, uh, is this for your son, your grandson? He says, no. He says, I do this a lot. It just keeps me occupied. And uh, and he had a hat on. And I said, right. uh, tell me a little bit about it. He did. I said, would you mind if we paid for your model? And he says, oh, you don't have to do that. And I said, you're right, we don't. But you didn't have to go to fight for us to have the freedom right. to be able to do something like that. And he just got exactly. teary eyed and we did too. But you know, it's again, it's just one of those little things. So I'm glad you brought that up because you're really jogging yes. some memories. Now we yes. got, now we gotta go into memories of Jan Simon <laughs> on the road, okay? Oh, so so take it from here. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the video on YouTube of us playing at Timmer's Grove. Oh, um, I have. The TV. It's there, and I remember that weekend because, like, we <laughs> went into the hotel, and, like, we took one look at the hotel. We're like, okay, we got to get some Lysol and some bug spray <laughs> at the very least. Um, and, I, like, I just, yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting, uh, that was a very interesting <sighs> weekend. I don't even know if we actually stayed at the hotel. I think we just went there, and we're like, oh, no, not yeah. this. We're not staying here. Jan, you got to find another place for us. Um, so yeah, but, uh, yeah, we had some interesting times. Um, I, I mean, I, like, I, I shared a story with somebody about you, Robin, and I'm not going to go into it on the air, but we were playing somewhere in Massachusetts. I'll just go kind of in general form, but, um, yeah, you were, you were in rare form that day, uh, walking around the hotel room, <laughs> yep. I should say. I, yep. um, I know where you're going with this. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, and you even went outside, which I, which yes. I, um, give you a lot of credit for. <laughs> yes. I uh, used to do stuff like that with the troll tones and some others, but thank God you didn't go into uh, <laughs> to huge detail. Yeah, but yep, that's another thing that you just jogged my memory about. I got to put that one towards the back, though. Hey, Kevin, yeah. do you have a memorable gig that you played with one of the bands that will always stick in your mind? Um, I think so. I, I don't. I don't have a specific date, uh, but I think every time that I've played in. Pulaski, Wisconsin, and I played there both with the Dynatones, the Polka family. Um, always to me that I, I was just always, uh, I was always impressed and amazed by how many young kids were there dancing the Polka yeah. and really were very appreciative of the bands. And, yes. you know, when I talk young kids, I'm talking about, you know, teenagers and, you know, they, they apparently dance, you know, the Polka in high school as part of their curriculum. But just to see their appreciation, knowing that we traveled long hours to get there, um, and then seeing them stand in front of the stage and, and like b- virtually no room for dancers. I mean, yeah. you know, just, 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 I don't know how many deep uh, people, probably 10, 20, uh, rows back of people just standing in front of the stage. So I think anytime I played Pulaski, Wisconsin for me was always great. Um, and there was one gig I also played at one, one of the USPA festivals I played with Polka family too, kind of sticks out to me. I don't know why, but I don't even remember what venue it was. It was in Cleveland, but, um, it was just, again, one of those nights where the band was just, we were just on fire and, uh, yeah. you know, everybody enjoyed it. So, the, yeah, there's a couple, I mean, it, you know, you know, Robin, you could probably feel the same way. There's so many gigs that you played over the years that um, it's hard to isolate it, but yes. there are a few that do stand out yeah. uh, for sure. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, some great memories along the way. Yeah, that is for go- gosh darn sure. 
uh, largest crowd, the memor- the memorable gigs. Who did you, I was going to ask you, who did you idolize growing up? But you kind of already alluded to that towards the beginning with the Myron Florin that you thought a well, lot. Well, yeah, Myron Florin and then, yeah, Myron Florin and then as, as I started playing, obviously Al Piakowski would be on my list. Um, the, the late Tommy Karras, who, oh. um, you know, unfortunately we lost him too early, but, um, you know, I got a chance to know him. Um, and it was great because Tommy and I actually, a lot of people again may not know this, but Tommy and I actually performed together for about a year or two years with Freddie Bolinski and the Brass Works. Oh, uh, there was actually a picture of us playing together in uh, the Polish American Journal when we performed in Rochester. Um, so there, there I am standing next to the guy who I idolized, which to me was, was just phenomenal. I mean, I know now how athletes feel when they're a young athlete and they're playing with the guy who they idolized growing up. So um, that was amazing. And then obviously Richie Tokarsh was another guy, um, you know, again, you know, may he rest in peace, but um, Richie Tokarsh, another guy who, and not only for his accordion playing, but but before the the great guy he was off the stage too. Yes. Just such a, you know, he, he always told me, he's like, Kevin, He's like, you know, you don't know how long we have to live. Like, just enjoy life. Do what you got to do um, and just have fun. You know, as long as you're not hurting anybody, as long as you're having fun and doing it, yeah. just just enjoy life because life can be short. And, and as you know, we, we lost them. You know, I say way too early, definitely yes. way too early. Uh, again, Jerry Darlock, we lost early. I, I see pictures of Jerry every so often. And yeah. uh, I, I used to uh, sit with him and my brother Mike at the VFW uh, Genesee, when I would come into town on a Friday afternoon after Jerry left work, some of the best memories that I could think of, like just yeah. uh, sharing stories with Jerry. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Hey, you know, Val's asking right now, he says, hey, what about backing up Marion Lush? Oh, yeah. I'm glad Val mentioned that. So, yes, another highlight of my career. Um, and Robin, you were part of that for some of those gigs. Yeah. Uh, yes, backing up Marion Lush was, again, another highlight. Um, again, to, to have... The, the ability to perform with with a polka icon um and you know robin you know that you know by that point marion was already a little different because he didn't play trumpet anymore he was still playing keyboard but god did he have a voice and he just had that stage presence oh, where yeah. um and, and i learned a lot from him like i always remember him saying like uh yeah if you see the people's heads bobbing up and down when when you're playing you know that the tempo is good or he would say i want everybody to walk away humming the song that i'm playing after yes. they leave here tonight um, and so those things like stuck with me. So yeah, Val, I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, and, and again, I was like 17 or 18 at the time. And to have to say that, you know, I got a chance to share the stage with Marion Lush is like, it's phenomenal. And uh, yeah, that was some great memories again there too. Yep. I hear that for certain. Uh, you know, Kevin, it is 6.02. Can I keep you on for maybe about another 10 minutes? Because oh, sure. I still want to cover a few more things. And then we also have to cover your IJ career, which is okay, phenomenal sure. too. So let me uh, let me stay with this right now. Are you able to tell us what you do uh, for a regular day job without divulging the company? Yeah. So, well, I actually work in the, in the public sector. So um, I am the Workforce Development Board Director uh, for Middlesex County, New Jersey. Uh, and, and every city or state uh, or county actually has a Workforce Development Board. Buffalo has one. And, and basically what those boards do is they we oversee the training funds that come in from the federal government to put people back to work. Um, oh, nice. So I have a staff of about 35 uh, that report to me. And uh, I've been there nine years, but I've been in the industry, believe it or not, almost as long as I've been in polka music. I've been working 
in workforce development for 33 years. Wow. So uh, it's it's amazing. And uh, it's a job that, you know, it's not necessarily something you get into to be to make a lot of money. Um, but uh, I, I, I'm proud of the fact that uh, I've had the opportunity to impact a, a have a positive impact on the lives of many people. So, oh, um, yeah, so that's what I do. And um, I have a lot of fun. I drive the people crazy at work with uh, uh, with my sarcastic uh, with my jokes and my sarcasm. But uh, yes. but 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 they finally get it, though. They finally get it, which good. is good. Good. You know, would you have ever dreamed in your wildest dreams, Kevin, that the uh, your background in polka music would have taken you this far to actually be there and be recognized by people that know Kevin Kurgel because he's played with XYZ band or ABC band? Did you ever did you ever imagine that when you were young? No, I, I never did. I thought, you know, well, maybe I'd play for a few years and, you know, then I'd go off and, you know, either go to college, get married or whatever after college and kind of do my thing. But lo and behold, I guess when you marry a musician, um, you know, she understands the, the life of a musician. So that was good for me. Yeah. Um, but but th- one of the things that blows my mind to this day is that two of the recordings I was on, you know, when the band plays a polka and Hungry for More uh, with Polka Family Band were nominated for Grammys. And I, I just by accident found that I actually have my own page on the nearest website. So like anybody who is nominated for a Grammy, if you're part of that band, they give a they give you a page to list your biography. And um, so uh, I, I say that not to brag, but I say that it kind of humbled me a little bit to say, wow, I would never have thought. And it's funny because the Grammys are on tonight. Yeah. Um, to say that, like, wow, I'm actually listed as a Grammy nominated uh, musician. And um, it's something that opens the door for me to talk about polka music because when you say to somebody oh i was nominated for grammy right away what category And you say polkas they're like polka music really there was a category i'm like yes um and so it gives me the opportunity to be able to uh promote the music which i've actually uh had the opportunity to do on a lot of different occasions with people either that i've worked with or run into um so you know that's that's kind of cool it really is wow okay two more band related questions do you have a favorite breakdown story uh, that you can share oh, maybe yes. at least one or two or three. <laughs> well, there there were several with the Dynatones, but uh, but I'll cover this one. Um, we were playing in Michigan. Scrubby had just bought a used motorhome. We made it. We played a Friday in Michigan, one of the parishes there. I don't remember what it was, but we played a festival there on a Friday, and we were driving for some reason doing a Saturday gig over at uh, Feeders Grove. It was an unusual Saturday because most of the times they ran a, a Sunday, Sunday gig. Right. Um, we, uh, but, but before we even made it to Feeders Grove, we dropped the transmission on the motorhome oh. somewhere on the Ohio turnpike. Right. So, um, you know, now here it is Saturday and, you know, we can't get this thing fixed or towed anywhere. We finally get it towed somewhere, but we're not going to make, we're not going to make Feeders Grove. I don't believe we had a gig on Sunday. So most of the guys had to get back to Buffalo. And, uh, so they found alternate ways to get back, either taking a Greyhound back or, uh, renting a car or something and everybody got back to buffalo but i it was in middle summer i was in college so scrubby and i stayed out with the motorhome and we said okay well we'll get it taken care of um and so it was maybe monday and we were we were staying right outside of um right near brook state Inn at the red roof we we like we, we got towed around that area we stayed there so scrubby said, well let's go let's go see mark and matt over at brook state um, and that was like on a Sunday. I don't think I got home until Wednesday or Thursday oh, and we never got the motor home. Smokes. So, really? Yeah. So that was, that was, um, I think, I think my girlfriend at the time actually, actually oh. had to come to pick me up because she was so mad that I was out there and she actually oh. came to pick me up. Um, uh, but yeah, that was one of the times that, that was not, that was not fun. Wow. 
Holy smokes. I mean, it was, it was fun, that but looking huge. back on it now, I'm like, wow, that was, yeah, it was a little rough. Wow. Holy cow. I can't believe that. Um, yeah. And the very last uh, band-related question, and then I want to turn the wheels over to uh, your IJ career and DJing and so on, but what advice would Kevin Kurgel give someone that wants to get started in music? They're brand new. Uh, they've never stepped foot on a stage, but they've always wanted to do it. They do play an instrument. Uh, maybe they want to be a front man. Maybe they want to be a side man, whatever, a side person now. Uh, what advice would you give them? Right. I, well, I think I would tell them, you know, just be yourself. Do your thing. Uh, but do it in, in, a, in a way that, you know, you're not just you're not doing it to showcase your own talent necessarily, but to really, again, what we were talking about before dynamics, everybody has their own part in the band. Uh, be tasteful with it. Um, and actually, we didn't talk about it, but I don't know if many people know, I do have my own band here in New Jersey oh. um, called Dance Hall Detour. And we, we now are primarily playing a lot of Oktoberfest stuff. Uh, but we just had a young man join the band also on accordion and keyboards, uh, Matt Adomsky, who is uh, Jolly Rich's grandson. Oh, wow. And um, you know, I work with Matt and, you know, I say, Matt, like, just do your thing. Like, just play, have fun. Like, sometimes he could be a little timid. I'm like, you know what? doesn't matter if you make a mistake, you make a mistake. But again, I don't want, also want you going up there and trying to play so loud that you're the center of the focal point. So I think it's just kind of like respecting the people that came before you or the, the guys you're playing with. Um, and know your part in the band. What what is what is expected of you, and kind of understand that. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. So you just do Oktoberfests right now, or? Oh um, yeah, well, mostly. Um, I mean, we play some polka jobs. We usually play uh, Our Lady of Chester Hava in Doylestown every Labor Day weekend, and then okay. uh, what other polka you know things come locally. I'm not looking to travel. Uh, I, I did that. I think after having the accident with Polka Family, it kind of changed my perspective on. Uh, traveling a little bit uh, yes. further, you know, the, like I'll travel a couple hours uh, out of my um, uh, local area, but not looking to, uh, you know, go to Minnesota anymore. Those days right. are over. Right. Understandable. Now let's switch gears. As I mentioned, uh, tell me a little bit about, tell everybody a little bit about uh, when you got started as an IJ and you are currently on Polish Newcastle radio correct? Yeah. So I, I got started in, uh, I believe it was, I think it was April 1st of 2009, originally on 24-7 Polka Heaven. Uh, I kind of moved around a little bit. Then I went over to Polka Legacy, uh, which was which is on short-lived. Uh, I did a brief stint um, as, a, as a sidekick with uh, with Nick Korolik on Nick at Night yeah. on Polka Jammer. And then um, I went back to 24-7 Polka Heaven. Uh, and then eventually going over to um, Polish Newcastle Radio, where I am right now. So I actually host two shows there. I, I'm on um, uh, Saturday morning at 8 o'clock for the Saturday morning push from 8 till 9. And then uh, I come back later on Saturday from 4 to 6 with Broadband Polkas. Gotcha. Um, and then I also I also run uh, my own network called Broadband Polkas, which is on 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Not so much. It, it, it's just fun for me to do. I'm not really looking to, uh, as you know, Robin, this is not about competing against anybody. It's, exactly. It's, um, I always thought it would be fun to have my own radio station um, as, as a kid. Uh, as you know, Robin, we used to take the train together, if you remember, in the oh, morning yeah. when you were going to work and I was going to college. Yes. Um, and I was going to college for a communications degree. Well, that's what I graduated with. And so um, I always had a passion for broadcasting. And so 
Um, I just thought it would be fun. You know, I, I do it on live365.com. It's pretty much, it sits there. The station plays music. It's automated. I was on this morning. I can go on live whenever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's not there to necessarily compete. Uh, but we, but I think we all get along. All the networks out there, it's great that you do your thing. All the other networks do it. I, I always look at it this way. You go to a poker festival, and there might be one particular band that you really like, but you still go and support the other bands, too. And that's what it's right. like with the network. Exactly. I totally agree. And next week... We have a guy by the name of Brian Shankus that is joining us here. Uh, oh, to talk, nice. To, talked about his music career and also uh, Polish Newcastle Radio. And I told him, I says, you know, we got to get Rob Mazur and some more folks on here too because that's the same thing that Jerry and I do. We try to promote whatever we can, whoever we can. We promote 247 Polka Heaven, the Polka Jam, right. our local station WXRL in Buffalo with uh, Ronnie D, uh, with Mike Pasheb, with Greg Schwoiduck. We try to, you know, bring everybody out. And again, Polish Newcastle Radio, uh, Rob and Brian and I have been friends for uh, quite a few years. And, you know, yes. they, they promote us, we promote them. So that's that's the way it should be. Uh, yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and Rob, Rob and Brian are great guys. I Rob, and they're, they're actually great friends of mine. Uh, and I love working for Rob because um, he's just an easygoing guy. I could tell him, you know, hey, Rob, I want to do this or that. And he's like, okay, yeah, no problem. Um, and Brian's great to work with. Brian is a technical wizard with this stuff. I think you are too. So, um, it's great to, you know, they get me, uh, up and running when something breaks down or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, am still not, uh, I'm not that technologically proficient, so I need the help of guys like you. Yep. Yep. I hear you. Uh, let's see here. Um, so how long have you been actually doing the IJ stuff? You said 2009? Uh, yeah, since 2009. So, wow. uh, yeah, so I'll be coming up, I guess, on, what is it, 15 years, uh, April 1st. Uh, it's hard to believe, like, that time just went by fast, and <laughs> as, as did the time that I've been playing polka music. I mean, I've been in this now, I guess, 40-some years, um, so uh, it, it's hard to believe. Like, I, you know, I always look back, and when I was playing, like, with Val and those guys, like, looking, wow, Val just turned 30, or, you know, like, and, and now, like, you know, like, I'm way past that, you know. Al and Barb have grandkids, and it, it's just amazing how fast time goes. But yet, Scary. we all have that common bond of polka music where we all started. So yeah, um, here, here. We, we've never lost touch because of that. So I think that's, to me, one of the greatest things about polka music is that, is that it keeps you in touch with people who probably, if you would have never met, uh, or if you didn't meet them, maybe you know you just would have went on your own way and never kept in touch. So I think sure. uh, polka music has given us the opportunity to do that. Sure. Well, Kevin, I got to say thank you so much. I hate to sound so cliche, but thank you from the bottom of my heart for spending this 45, 50 minutes with us today. Please apologize to Maureen. But like you said, she's a a fellow musician and she kind of, you know, relates to that. And hey, who knows? Maybe we get her on to uh, share her story a little bit about yeah. the polka shamrock sometime uh, that would be great and also if you if you can convince her to do that robin i will give you my paycheck for the next three uh years no i'm just well, kidding no no but no I, I don't know if she would she's very shy and humble about that but um but you might be able to convince her you might be able to convince her. well it i don't know if you guys have heard or not but jerry come june is going to start her own little ditty uh, for the interviews, I'm not going to do any interviews. I'm stepping back June and July, but she is oh, okay. going to be talking with the ladies of polka music and primarily 
to get the point of view of the band wives and girlfriends. Oh, that's great. So that they can say, okay, and, you know, she's already got a list of questions and she's got some people already lined up. Uh, So June is taken care of as far as scheduling, but she's moving now on to July. So that might not be a bad thing for uh, Maureen to do with her. No, I'll mention it to Maureen. Yeah, please. And, you know, she'll briefly talk about Maureen's thing, but primarily, what's it like to be married to Kevin, you know, who has traveled over the years and so on and so forth, and just kind of get the lady's perspective of what is going on out there in the polka music world. Yeah, it, it would be it would be tough to do that without the support. And I have to thank uh, my wife and, and, and my son both because there were many weekends that I missed, uh, you know, a lot of things I missed. Yeah. Um, and so now I'm kind of, you know, making up for it. Uh, and I do enjoy being home and, and, and the jobs that I do now are, are relatively close to home. So um, I can kind of have the best of both worlds and uh, have fun doing it uh, before I, you know, before I finally hang up the accordion. I don't think I ever will, but yeah. uh, at some point I probably will, you know, just do uh, a gig here and there and uh, not do anything on a regular basis. Hey, there's a gal by the name of Cheryl Kurgel who uh, has tuned in. And we do want yes. to remind everybody, if you missed any of the interview with Kevin, it will be available not only on Facebook, but we're also available on Polkas After Dark. If you go over to YouTube and you type in the search Polkas After Dark, Kevin Kurgel interview. No, uh, yep. no dashes or anything like that. And they'll be able to catch... Uh, anything or everything that they missed at this point. Yes. And, and for those that don't know, Cheryl is my sister and uh, she never played in a band, never played an instrument. Her thing was dance when she was growing up. Um, so uh, hello, Cheryl. Glad uh, yeah. to, to have you uh, tune in tonight and uh, everything is doing well. So I hope everything is good with you. I'll have to give you a call very shortly. Yeah, there you go. Hey, Kevin, again, I can't thank you enough. Uh, God bless you. I love you. You know that you've always love had you a too, special brothers. place, a special place in my heart, uh, music wise, and uh, just great to get a chance to share some of these stories. And, and you know what? Maybe we can still get the exploded tones together. You know, that wouldn't be a bad idea before I depart for the uh, unknown. Right. <laughs> and I don't remember anything, but yeah, that would be a great idea. Maybe we just you, get you, a bunch of guys together just to gig and uh, that would be a lot of fun, actually. It would. You know what? We just do one gig. We say it's our first and last gig and then we do a reunion tour because that seems to be the <laughs> trend nowadays. Like, like that would be the best thing. Like Exploded Tones play today. They're done. This is their, also their first job, last job. But you can catch them next year. They're going to be, there's going to be a reunion of the band at Pokemotion. And so, I can just um, picture that. People are like, who in the hell is the Exploded Tones? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, it might, oh. it might, it might worry some people, but uh, with, with some yeah. of the things that go on in this world. But, yeah, that's true, uh, yeah, too. We, but uh, yeah, we'll have to do that. <laughs> I could say something, but we'd get bumped off the air. So I'm not going to do that. There was <laughs> yeah, nothing, right. nothing about swearing. But, uh, right. hey, you know, it was great to talk to you. Have yourself a great week. And, you uh, too, thanks. Let's not make it years that we no. don't see each other, all right? And, and keep and keep up uh, what you're doing, too. It's much appreciated promoting polka music. Really enjoy it. Hey, same way with you, Kevin, and all the Thank folks you. that are uh, out there on uh, Polish Newcastle Radio and just everybody. Just keep doing what you're doing because we need to keep this music alive. That's all there is to yes. us. Absolutely. All right. Hey, thank you very again. much, Robin. All right. Have yep, a good one. Thanks. Bye bye. Take care.